0: Today, welcome to Partakers and our series, Wow Jesus! Looking at the life of Jesus, as told in the primary documents about him, the four Gospels of the New Testament. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and Jesus' reaches out. In the previous podcast, we saw two different people approach Jesus. We saw the rich young ruler, who was eager and keen to meet with Jesus, running up and kneeling before him only to leave in the sorrow at the cost of discipleship. We then saw Nicodemus coming at night to Jesus in order to check out what Jesus was all about for himself. This time we will see two more people encountering Jesus under different circumstances as he reaches out to them. And the first person we're going to encounter is the woman at the well in John chapter 4 and I'll read at verse 1. The Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. Now we come to see somebody who accepted Jesus for who he was. Jesus went via Samaria, as it was the shortest route back to Galilee. It was hot, Jesus was thirsty, and he wanted a drink. His disciples had gone to town to get food. So he asks a Samaritan woman to fetch him some water from the well. That he asked a Samaritan would have been bad enough. But to also talk to a woman? And what do we know about this woman? We don't know her name. So to us, is anonymous. But by looking at this conversation between Jesus and her, we discover several things about her. That she was a Samaritan. There was equal animosity between Jews and Samaritans. Hence the end of John 4 verse 9, where the Apostle John commentates, For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And this could equally be translated as, For Jews do not ask any favours of the Samaritans. The Samaritans were a mixed-race people of both Jewish and Assyrian descent from the time of the division of Israel into two parts, and annexation of the northern kingdom by Assyria. 2 Kings chapter 17 tells us that Assyria repopulated that area. And that also, going back to the woman, she was an outcast. That's why she was fetching water at the hottest part of the day. This was probably due to her sexual immorality, having had five husbands and was currently in a sixth relationship, John 4 verse 18. And John 4 verse 25 says that she was waiting for the Messiah. And what about Jesus? What does this tell us about him? It tells us of his genuine humanity. He was tired, drained, hot, thirsty, sweating and hungry. Normal human feeling and reactions. Jesus contravened tradition in that he spoke to a woman who was a Samaritan and a sinner. Respectable Jewish men never did that sort of thing. And Jesus showed great humility by asking for a drink of water, and by doing so he was putting himself in her debt. John 4.17 tells us he knew the woman's life of sinfulness. John 4.14 John 4.14 tells us of his divinity when he offered her the water of eternal life. John 4 verse 14 again, he was able to spiritually satisfy. And then he loved the woman and gave her the most revealing and explicit statement we have in the Gospels as to who he really was, John 4 verse 26. And in showing love for the woman, he transcended cultural barriers. Ordinary Jewish men would never ask a Samaritan woman for a drink, hence the disciples' reaction in John 4, verse 27. But Jesus is and was no ordinary man. His love is for all, whether they be rich, learned, male, female, wanted, and unwanted. And it shows us that Jesus' offer of salvation is for all people of all time, and not just the Jews. The woman misunderstood the living water he offered, as she probably thought he meant running water, or water from a river. But the living water Jesus offered was spiritual water, in order to cleanse her from sin and give her eternal life. In the Old Testament, God is described as a fountain of living water. Jeremiah 2 verse 13 and Jeremiah 17 verse 13. And as we heard re- earlier, when the disciples returned, they were surprised, and the woman left her water jar and went back to town to tell other people about this Jesus, John four twenty nine verse 30. Many people came to faith in Jesus because of the woman's testimony, John 4, verse 39 to 42, and knew him as the saviour of the world, John 4, verse 42. And as Jesus' ministry continues, We know that he spoke to people regardless of their social status, education, nationality, or gender. So that's the woman at the world. And now we come to the woman caught in adultery of John chapter 8. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. Jesus, as all rabbis and teachers did, was at the temple courts teaching and talking with people. It was also part of the role of the rabbi teachers to ascertain what to do in certain difficult moral and legal situations. As part of this role, the Pharisees dragged an unknown woman charged with adultery. Likewise with the Samaritan woman, we don't know this woman's name either. The Pharisees lay a trap for Jesus. If Jesus said to stone the woman, then the Romans could arrest Jesus, for it was by Roman law that any death must be conducted by them and not by others. If Jesus said to release the woman, then the Pharisees would say that Jesus is contravening Scripture and the law of Moses. So what does Jesus do? John 8 verse 6 tells us that he wrote in the dirt. We don't know what he wrote, but from the Greek word for write, we understand that he was seemingly writing a report, and that when he says in John 8 verse 7, if any one of you is without sin let him be the first to throw a stone at her. He is in fact saying, if any one of you is without this sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. So if any of the Pharisees had not committed adultery, whether in the mind or the actual physical act, then they could have stoned her. As it was, and as it happened, they left one by one the oldest first. John 8 verse 9. Jesus must have been so indignant at the way the Pharisees who were hypocrites were so quick to condemn others. So maybe Jesus was also reminding them of Jeremiah 17 verse 13, which says, O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who forsake you will be put to shame. Those who turn away from you will be written in the dust because they have forsaken the Lord, the spring of living water. So instead of passing judgment on the woman, and also by eluding the trap of the Pharisees, Jesus passed judgment on the judges. Jesus having forgiven the woman of her sin, then charges her to leave her life of sin, John 8 verse 11. This reminds us that with the forgiveness of sin comes a responsibility to live a life worthy of Jesus and to pursue in hunger and thirst after righteousness, to partake of righteousness, if you will. With both these women, Jesus showed his compassion and forgiveness. These two women were outcasts of their society, but Jesus showed them mercy and forgiveness and loved them. We read of the many people coming to faith because of the Samaritan woman's testimony. There is no room in Christianity for actions and attitudes that defy Jesus' ever-reaching and all-encompassing forgiveness and love. His gospel, this good news, as he always showed, is for all people everywhere, regardless of gender, race, age, culture or social status. For more to think about, please do ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend, so that you can pray over any issues together? Question 1. What do these two examples tell us of Jesus' attitude towards sin? Question 2. How am I sometimes like the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, in condemning and judging others? Question three, what can I learn about evangelism and discipleship from both Jesus and the two women? Thank you.